feeling at home in our bodies in particular is something that a lot of people who are cisgender um, take for granted. I'm Von Beeker. I'm a singer-songwriter in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and I am cisgendered, and I do take it for granted that I've always felt at home in my own body. Talking to singer-songwriter Emmett Michael, uh, I learned that that is not everyone's experience. I learned just how traumatizing it can be when people don't accept you for who you are and when you can't accept yourself for who you are and how Emmett Michael transforms that trauma into some beautiful music including his song I Hope You're Home that we're going to talk about today and here today on episode 9 of Song Stories. I wrote this album um, it's sort of a compilation of a bunch of stories throughout my life from the time that I was a young teenager until now that sort of got me to the place where I could feel at home in my body. Um, and I wanted to dedicate it to the friend that I lost and um, just kind of say, like, wherever wherever your soul is now, I hope that you've, you found that home that you were longing for, that you weren't able to find here. So... Uh, we all need to sort of feel uh, at home. And for me, that was like the the main sort of issue in my life was not feeling uh, at home who I was in the, as who I was in the body that I inhabited. And um, like for me, a, a lot of what I talk about and my story is wrapped around being a transgender person and coming out in a community um, where the theme like LGBTQ identities were not something that was very uh, openly talked about or celebrated at all. And um, I think that was sort of where my struggle with like, what is home began. And um, later on, I really struggled like to cope with those things and um, ended up using like drugs and alcohol for a long time. And um, later in treatment discovered that music and songwriting would sort of be a way that I could then cope with all of those feelings. So I grew up in a faith-based community in a Christian home and went to church my whole life. And that was sort of like um, all the people I knew were Christian when I was a teenager. And that's sort of why it took me a really long time to be able to come out and talk openly about the way that I felt. Um, But within that, there were definitely pockets of people um, who were really supportive. Uh, I think it helped a lot that I decided to go to a public high school and I started to meet more people that had the same experience as me, but were living out loud. And so I really um, connected with those other people and and that helped me a lot to get through. And I think a lot of like where my main um, key supports were, was in when I was in rehab, surrounded by counselors. And that's sort of where I was able to finally be honest with myself about what the um, core issue was, which was that I couldn't live as myself comfortably. Uh, and they were really, really supportive. All the other kids in the treatment for facility were really, really supportive. And that helped greatly. And, um, you know, like I, I think it took my family some time to fully um, understand, but now I can say that uh, they are some of the most supportive people in my life. And sometimes it does just take, some people, some time, it's really hard to unlearn some of the things you've been taught from the time that you were born. Uh, And so that was really cool to kind of um, get support from unexpected places. Um, And it was interesting because in COVID, I met a lot of other 
um, people who identified as queer Christians or queer people who used to be Christian. And I really, as a result of being stuck in my home, uh, started to lean into those internet communities. And I found a lot of really cool spaces, um, really safe spaces within that. And also just in the music community, I think that Edmonton has been really great at shining light on um, artists from marginalized communities and really uplifting their voices uh, and other musicians uplifting each other too. So that's that's also been really huge. If you could go back to those years where you you didn't feel at home in your body, you didn't feel at home in your faith community, and the, and people around you could have maybe helped that happen sooner. Uh, instead of making it worse, what what do you think people could like? What what do you wish you had had from your from your faith community growing up? Mm. What would you have hoped people could have done for you? I think it comes down to um, listening and believing. Um, I believe that kids know intuitively who they are um and that the world kind of gets in the way of that society Mm -hmm. kind of gets in the way of that and we are now really big kids (laughs) with the weight of all of those societal implications and uh i think just like i wonder what kind of amazing vibrant world we would live in if everyone could just be uh and be embraced and accepted that way and how rich we would be with the different kinds of diversity and freedom that comes from that. Um, And that goes for everybody across the board, not just queer and trans people. I think the suppression of those identities affects uh, everybody, uh, no matter who you are, who you love. Um, Those restrictions hurt everybody. Um, The trying to fit into the box of being masculine or feminine enough when we should just focus on being human and loving each other enough. And so I think looking back, I wish when I said, hey, this is how I felt, that it wasn't um, necessarily questioned in the way that it was, um, that I wasn't made to feel like I was crazy um, or that there was something wrong with me. I think that I would have really thrived had that been the case. Feeling at home in our bodies in particular is something that a lot of people who are cisgender um, take for granted. And this was a theme that was sort of coming to light more for me when I was in recovery for uh, my addiction and I met somebody else who um, was struggling with a lot of the same issues that I was, uh, was also trans, also um, coping with an, an addiction and um, I know that he really struggled to feel at home. And um, a couple years ago, I found out that he had taken his own life. And uh, in thinking about that, um, I considered a lot the great sadness of knowing that this is the story far too often. Um, and that this is something that could have been my story and um, that uh, almost was. Shortly after hearing that he had passed, I just like was not able because writing is usually the way that I cope with things. And that was just something that was too big of a thing for me to be able to channel at all anywhere whatsoever. And so it took me a really long time to be able to express 
everything that I was feeling. It was just sort of a whirlwind of emotions. Um, and this song is what eventually came. It took some time, but, um, I wrote, I hope you're home about a year later. And I feel like it's a really accurate depiction of what was going on for me and how I was feeling when that happened. And it probably took that space, right? That, that distance from it to be able to I think address so. it that and, way. Yeah. And I think that, um, grief is like that, uh, from my own experience and what I've heard from other people is at first, it's just like a lot of emotions and you have no idea how to process it, but mm. it's just like, like I had to embrace the, I'm a very, um, I need things to make sense. Uh, I need to articulate them and that is not how grief operates. Um, and I needed to just let it kind of operate on me, uh, and to not try to force, I feel like as an artist and a musician, sometimes we, we try to force really painful and dark things into something beautiful. And sometimes that's just not the case and there is no rhyme or reason and we go through these things and uh you know sometimes um something good or beautiful comes out of it at some point or we we get stronger for it uh or we mo- almost always discover something as a result of going through hard things but i i don't think that i could ever say that um losing somebody happens for a reason i don't think that that's correct or mm. very empathetic terminology um yeah, I would sometimes agree. things just don't make sense. And I think that's a lot of the main problem with religion for me is trying to make sense out of things that were never meant to make sense as yeah. people with very limited abilities in terms of um, knowing things, knowing everything. The fact that we think that we can articulate everything actually takes away from how vast and beautiful the world we live in is. I couldn't agree with Emmett more on this, and I think it's one of the powers of songwriting, of art in general, is to immerse us in mystery rather than help us escape it. Grief is not an easy place, and it's rare that we find any satisfying answers, but what we do find is the comforting presence of one another and the shared story of someone else who's been there. I'm grateful that Emmett's been able to share his story and his journey through his music, uh, including this song, I Hope You're Home. If you want to support Emmett Michael, uh, go to emmettmichaelmusic.com where you can leave a tip. Uh, If you want to support this show, uh, you'll find us online at songstoriespodcast.ca. The best thing you can do is leave a review wherever you listen and share the show with someone else who you might think appreciates it. Now here is I Hope You're Home from Emmett Michael. Yeah, I've got a promise, but I've got a past, it's any day. 
I could fall off track Who I am now It ain't that bad But it ain't that good And I can't go back God hears and hears me still And he still hears me against my will